Hello goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another installment of my Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. How has your week been going? Have you done anything fun? We are officially in fall as of Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So this is the time to get out there and enjoy all those hay rides and pumpkin patches before the snow sets in. I'm working on the special mini episodes of listener stories that will be starting Monday, October 5th. So if you have a story you want to share, please email them to me at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com. There is definitely more time to get them in. I'm really enjoying reading your stories and I absolutely cannot wait to share them with all of you. I'm also really excited to announce that I'm going to start doing paranormal investigations for the Patreon page. I hope to do one every month, but we will see how that goes. The first one will actually be at the location I am talking about today with my friend Katie. So, let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. Right on the edge of the downtown proper of the strange little town of Manitou Springs sits the Manitou Art Center. First built in 1893, the complex has been many things over the years. The 515 building has been the Manitou Livery and Transfer Company, the Pikes Peak Auto Livery, the Pikes Peak Automobile Company, and the Manitou Springs Public Works Garage. The 513 building has been a rental shop and skating rink before the whole complex became the Business of Arts Center now the Manitou Art Center. The Manitou Art Center houses now several galleries, numerous artist studios, a maker space, a community room, and so much more. There is also the little shop at the front of the building called Jibwa. It is run by Katie Orr, artist and storyteller extraordinaire. The shop showcases her art and jewelry and is also an open studio where she teaches art classes. This is where I have gotten to know Katie over the years, as this is also where my studio is. As I mentioned before, the little town of Manitou is a bit strange, and the Manitou Art Center is no different. Artists have whispered about strange goings-ons for years, Numerous footsteps and disembodied voices have been heard. Things really like to mess with the breaker box in the ceramics studio. There have been instances of things magically disappearing. Like you set down a tool, turn away for a second, go to pick it back up, and it's gone. For me, it's almost always my damn tailor's chalk in the middle of patterning, and I never get it back. I have bought so much chalk over the years, it's not even funny. After a short break from our sponsors, 
I'll be back with Katie to talk about some of her paranormal experiences, and we will talk about the Manitou Art Center. And we actually had a fairly weird experience while recording. So one of the other um, really terrifying experiences I yes. had was in the Winchester house. Uh, you've been so, wanting to tell me this story since I started the podcast. Yeah. And you were like, no, I'll tell you when you get me on. And yes. I'm like, mm. So right away when I got, like, I went all the way across country specifically just to go to the Winchester nice. house. That was like why I went. We went to San Francisco, but then we took a bus down to San Jose just so I could see the Winchester house. It's a magical, unique, interesting place. And I love, again, the stories from it. I love the lore. I love the sound of hammers working 24 hours in a project that's never done. And I very much relate to that. Yeah. Human. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like you. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Let's it be would honest. be like, if I ever, you know, have a, a mind slip, it'll be something like that. Like, yeah. well, I have to work on this 24 hours a day or else the, the thing's going to get me. You yes. Know? Oh my God. So I feel like Sarah Winchester was very much in line with some of that stuff. And also her experiences kind of being against the whole witchcraft thing, but then once being exposed to it, having to accept it. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's also really in tune with me as a as a human. So we started off the tour and um, immediately, you know, I was getting kind of like my goosebumps, my weird thing, singing some weird like visual flashes, stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until we got to the basement that I really had my first encounter, I would say there. And so we were walking around the basement and the basement is still, it's very spread out. And a lot of it is like dirt floors and concrete yeah. barriers. Um, it's like also where they had heated the house. Um, it's not really a finished basement. No, no, it's very unfinished. And uh, I had my phone. Or something. Like, I don't think it was my phone, but I had something. Maybe it was just, like, the information packet. Okay. And so I reached to look at it, and I realized it was gone. So I asked the tour guide if I could just, like, run back because I was pretty sure where I knew where it was. And so I ran back um, to find this little, like, brochure. How far did you go? I mean, not very far. Maybe... 80 feet away from the group. That's they significant. Were in room. That's still significant. I can't believe they let you loose in yeah. the Winchester yeah. house. <laughs> I'm very convincing when I need to be. <laughs> um, so anyway, I go back. I find this pamphlet. I pick it up. And when I start to stand up, I immediately see a man in overalls standing clear as day right in front of me. And I go, hey, dude, sorry. <laughs> I just up my brochure and the second I show him what's in my hand he's gone and I totally did like the like recall like and it's one of the only times that I've seen like maybe a full, a full apparition, apparition in nice. my head 
And even looking back, like, mostly I just see the outline of the overalls. I don't even see, like, a body or a face. And so I'm wondering at that moment what was happening with my brain. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just saw floating overalls. And I just was like, just, just get my brochure, dude. You know, like, so really oh, interesting no. and weird. Uh, That's a classic sighting, though. Absolutely. At the Winchester, the guy with the overalls in the basement. When like I a workman. Home, yeah, when I got home, I actually researched him because yes. I wasn't really aware of it. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I like they, they know who it is. Yes, they absolutely yeah. know who it is. Um, so we continued on the tour, and we got to the very upper level of the Winchester, and I got the worst vertigo I've oh. ever had in my life. I felt like something was just like dragging me down at full speed over and over again. I remember turning to my brother, and I was like, "I'm going to pass out. I feel sick." And I've had the overheating, but I had never had that vertigo sense where I feel like I'm literally being like dragged below the earth or something. It was a very surreal experience and I felt so uneasy and shaky and I just couldn't even, I could barely walk to finish the tour. Like it really just like took everything out of me. And I still look back at that experience and question it and like wonder what was going on or what that was. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one that was like pretty significant. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm glad you saved that for the podcast. I'm like, I can't believe never. I think you've told me you had one and we just never had a chance to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I also, you know, like I when I think about it, I have a lot of ghost stories. Yeah. Because so. I know you were a little bit worried about where to focus. And I'm like, literally just give me ghost stories. And you're like, okay, I need more. <laughs> I need more focus. Yes, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm a researcher and storyteller. So I tend to like to have all my, you know, like I would definitely have had that guy's name. I would have oh, all yeah. there when, you know. But again, it's just my, my nerd brain going on. I love it. <laughs> uh, what... So when somebody asks you for like your quintessential ghost story, what is your fall? What is your go-to? What is your fallback? I either tell the story of the house on Cresta, or I tell the story of the Super Bowl when I was six. And so I think we need both. The story of the Super Bowl when I was six is my dad had friends. I had never met them. We went to their house. I'm pretty sure the Broncos were playing. I'm not a sports ball person. Hence the word sports ball. I'm like, you're my age. I think I know exactly which game it was. I was very young. Um, and so. Well, you're a little bit older. Yeah. But not I, by I much. feel like I was pretty young. Like, again, like I don't remember being very old. And I was upstairs playing on the bed with the TV on in this lady's stranger's house. Um, oh, jeez. And I was playing with dolls, and mm. I heard somebody call my name. And I, hello, dad, lady, random stranger dude. <laughs> I, w- I got up, I opened the door, nothing was there. I sat back down. I heard it again. I moved my feet off the edge of the bed and immediately felt hands on both of my ankles. Oh, no. Oh, no. Pulling me oh, no. under the bed. I'm not okay with this. Story. At which point, <laughs> I'm on my hands and knees. 
<laughs> I'm sure a doll in my hand, scampering down the hallway, crawling away from this thing. And I'm freaked out. Yeah. And luckily my, oh my dad, gosh. again, being native, was pretty open to these things. And so he asked, you know, to tell me about it. And so I'm telling him about it. And the lady who owns the house is like, oh, my gosh, I've had some weird feelings in that bedroom as well. Mm, so let's put the child in it. <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, so fast forward a few weeks. We never saw this couple again. Like, again, I, I have this weird thing where, like, I have a really interesting paranormal experience. And then, like, it's done. And then People no are freaked. They yeah, want nothing to so do with it. creeped out by oh. my family. Um, That's so sad. She went back and she looked up some things that had happened at that house. And there was definitely a couple murders as well as three different suicides. Oh, two shit. Two of which had taken place. That was so creepy. The video just stopped recording while I am telling this story. Well, it's really creepy because it says it's a battery when it's oh, it drained the battery. Yeah. Uh, Please don't do that again. No, that was that was that was special. Yeah, it is uh, plugged in, and the now my arms are yeah because I know yep. I'm just standing I'm like, here so I'm standing here so still because I know they're around me. That's the weird thing in this in my studio. Those don't work, as you know. Yes. Uh, the vents don't work. People can't see what I'm pointing to. The vents don't work, and you just get blowing air, blowing yeah. cold air. Yes. When the doors shut. The vents don't work. There's no windows. And it's just like, huh. yep. <laughs> so that was weird because it's plugged in. And so the little warning said uh, 10%. When I got it on, it said 8% while being plugged in. Yes. Fun. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Like, I think that they follow me around. And again, like, once you're talking about them, I definitely feel that it almost invites them in a way to come around. So I think yes. that while telling one of my most interesting ghost stories, of course that that's when something like that would happen. Oh, of course. Well, like I was telling you, our new apartment, I definitely think has a spirit in it. And I have been having occurrences. I think it's the best word, not really even experiences yet. Um, that I haven't even told Jordan about. Like, they'll, I'll be sitting there at night, and my cat will just sit there and have a conversation with something in the hallway, which is creepy as hell, and I've been trying to get it on film, because he's done it a couple times Yes, now. do it. He's never done this, ever, ever, yeah. kind of thing. So, um, and, like, weird other things. Like, the other night, um, I went and bought a bunch of uh, electric candles, because they're spiffy, and I think they're cool, and I have them above the bed so it's all nice and pretty and gothic and in the middle of the night one of these battery operated uh candles just came on just one and they're all set together and you use a uh, remote to turn them on just came on and it was one of those okay this is starting to amp up a little Absolutely. bit i need to actually have this conversation with jordan Clara. oh see i think mine's a guy okay 
But I think Clara might be in here. Okay. Clara is... I just, like, yeah, I just, like, heard that very clear in my head, which is clear, Clara. Ha-ha! <laughs> uh, that was bad. Um, no, she's, yeah. she's in this but, area. So that was really interesting. Yeah. Because, again, like, I'm so visual. Like, I can see, like, the storytelling that you're telling me the story happening in my yep. head in a visual way. And so as soon as I saw that light turn mm-hmm. on, I heard the name Clara in my head. So I just, again... I'm at that no. point now in my life where I just let it all go. Spirit no, vomit comes do it. out. And it, that's it, what happens. It's amazing when you actually open up to it. So, yeah, I had to have the conversation with Jordan. I'm like, hey, so have you experienced anything? And he's like, no. But uh, I'm like, I'm going to try to figure out what the hell this is. Just warning you ahead of time. And he's like, cool, whatever. But, yeah, it was one of those... Because I live with someone, I kind of need to let them know something's happening. Absolutely. Before, you know... Me and Joel constantly deal with my grandmother in my bathroom, and she loves oh. to turn on my electric toothbrush and turn on the water. Um, and it's really interesting because <laughs> I don't know if it's actually my grandmother, but I've always blamed it on her. Oh, how I'm funny! Like, Grandma, quit turning my toothbrush on, or Grandma, turn the water back off. We're not wasters in this household, you know. And I kind of get after her in the way she used to get after me, and. It's it's pretty interesting, though. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It was just one of those, you just kind of got that vibe. It was her one day. Well, my parents built the house we lived in. Okay. Like, it's based on a Navajo Hogan. So, it's based in a very interesting, like, the shape is, like, an octagon. And so, there's no 90-degree angles in it. And so, I don't feel like it could be a new or an old spirit. Even mm. though we live right near Garden of the Gods, which I think is an ex- sanity spiritual place oh yeah but i really felt like it was like somebody who had passed so hmm. uh, currently have a couple dogs my grandmother and my dad all hanging out there with me most of the time oh wow as well as my myriad of ghost friends i paint well yeah <laughs> that's a thing i i love that um so we talked terrifying we talked um what was your first? Do you, do you think you could narrow down a first? Yeah, so I'm getting goosebumps even just thinking about oh. it. Oh. So, it was Christmas 1988. Holy shit. And we're in the house on Cresta, which, again, is the mo- the most haunted place, like, that I've ever lived in. My whole body is tingling right now, even just thinking about it. And my mom and dad... Oh, my God. I forgot to shut the door. You keep going. My mom and dad are having a pretty severe argument in the basement. And me and my brother start to head down there. And I turn and I look into the kitchen. And the other family is in the kitchen eating. Oh, And so I guess that's probably the first time I actually saw legitimate apparitions because the other family was there a lot in my early memories. That's one of my first memories as a human is seeing the other family in the kitchen at the house on Cresta. Wow. A whole family just. Yeah, a whole family. And they were like our family. It was a mom and a dad and two children. Wow. Yeah, eating breakfast at the table. Do you know what happened? I have no idea. I've all that house is so traumatic for me for a number of reasons, but I've never looked back into it because of that. Probably a good idea. 
Yeah, at some point I probably should. I mean, it's right next to Bear Creek Park. It's in the Broadmoor. It's like right near a shooting range. Like it's in a really interesting place. I have, there's no pictures of me smiling from that house. I'm always frowning or crying at that house. So sad. Um, My grandfather found an article in the garage stable area, the one I was telling you about earlier, Uh that said that if you were over 60 years old, you couldn't get cancer from drinking or smoking and immediately took up both habits at an accelerated speed and then died of cancer also in 1988. Whoa. I also have really weird experiences with my mom in that house. So it tends to just be a place of forgetting for me as a human. I I can understand that. So, yeah. So I remember, though, I, I wrote the story out and I share it on Facebook occasionally, but I remember... My brother also being aware of the other family and letting me grab his hand as we walked by the kitchen. So... Oh, wow. I feel like he also was aware that something really interesting was happening in that house. Weird. Yeah. Now I have to poke John. Um, Have you noticed through quarantine any weird circum occurrences either at your house or here or out and about because i i mean the normal like wind blowy kind of thing but for the most part everybody's been fairly quiet until like so i recent recent i'm getting creeped out just thinking about the how the silence of the spirits is deafening right now yes because they know something is going on my leg just did it yeah (laughs) something is going on and they know it's like they can sense the overall panic and torture and loss of humanity happening in the world today. And I think that they thrive on energy. And I think that there's so little to pull from right now that they're having a hard time coming to light because they can't pull from the normal sources mm-hmm. because people are inside People aren't exploring in the same way. If you have a ghost that feeds off fear, you're scared all the time. Yeah. A lot of people. (laughs) So, I mean, like, I don't know if they know how to react in that way. And, like, we were talking at the beginning of this podcast, like, the bathroom ghost has gone quiet. Which is weird. He's always been active. He's always there. He's He's so active. He's so active. He's always there shutting that door, opening that door. Every um, once in a while, turning on the water. Every once in a while, flushing yep. a toilet. You would see it, the light, the light always oh, coming light. off yep. and on. Yeah. You'll hear footsteps coming in More and than out. One person has told me to hang a crystal right there. Oh, interesting. It would be good for my store, is what they have prefaced it as. But I've always heard it, even though it's never been spoke of. That'll help with, you know, the ghosts. Maybe like, we should do that. Yeah. So I actually bought some. So oh, did you? At some point, we will hang a crystal yeah. there. We'll have a. We'll wait till he comes back a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that like that is something that has been really strange and unique is the fact that the spirit world seems confused right now as well mm-hmm. as the human race. No, I've 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 noticed and I've heard some people talk about that. Actually, we were talking about uh uh. 
um, crap, Zach Bagans, yes. earlier for Ghost Adventure. I was going to say Zach Braff, because that's what you said earlier, and it was stuck <laughs> in my head, and I know better. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> but uh, they, have a whole ep- they have a whole special about quarantine right now happening, and because they just, it's so, the spirits are reacting to it in a very, very strange manner. I absolutely agree. It It's very eerie. It is very eerie. And especially, like, as somebody who's, like, so used to, like, being around them and having them near and, like, embracing them, it is interesting. I have had my best friend, Stephanie, who I lost to an overdose, but she was my best friend from kindergarten until she passed away uh, just before her 30th birthday. Uh, I definitely feel like she has been leaving amethyst around for me. Oh, yes. You so, were about yeah, so I have my amethyst on my altar in my front room, and I keep it safe and separate, and it keeps ending up in my bedroom, and I keep taking it back to the living room, and it keeps ending up in my bedroom. And it's not like... It's in my bedroom right where I get off my bed. So it's on so the floor. It's on the floor where I step on it and it pokes me, reminding me of its existence. Oh. And so I think that that's her saying hello um, in a way. And then also, like, usually, like, it's funny because the days that that has happened, I have had people write me and tell me that she is in the air that day. Oh. So it's like she's affecting somebody else but letting me know. So I can confirm, yes, she's hanging out today. She's around. Yeah. So I think that that's that's been something. Again, she's like, she's not a, she seems like a nice spirit, which may be a little different than she was in real life. But I accepted her always anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's good to you and that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I definitely think, though, that. Yeah, the quietness is eerie Yeah, of the spirit world of, I mean, when the pandemic first happened, I couldn't even read cards anymore. Like, I had to stop my whole spiritual, I just did quotes with my fingers, I know you guys can't see, (laughs) Um, but my whole practice, because I've gone through so many tragedies in my life that I've overcome, but I have never gone through a collective tragedy where the whole world is affected where I've had experiences of people having to die alone and feeling the way that feels and not being able to have a funeral and celebrate them and having that being a worldwide experience and how Mm -hmm. detrimental that is to our mental health and well-being. And I feel that at my core because, again, I've had personal experiences like that before it happened, but it's really interesting when you're moving through something like that with the whole world versus just on your own. My heart just like broke for all that. Cause that was like the best, most beautiful way you could put that. And now I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to go from there. I feel the world deeply. And I think that that's important. And that's part of what I'm here to do is to feel the world the way I feel it and I encourage all of the listeners today to feel the world the way they feel it and to pay attention pay attention to the cobwebs and the sounds and the screams and the agony and the collective unconsciousness that is being human 
Today we are here with Katie Orr, artist extraordinaire, really. You have you do so much stuff. Um you have a business up front at the Manitou Art Center called Jibwa. You uh do stuff with concrete couch, you you have an Oracle deck slash tarot deck out. You're you're starting new stickers. Tell us, tell us about what you are doing, my love. What kind of artist you are. So I am a Renaissance woman. I think that that's the most accurate description. That's very accurate. Of what I do because I love to learn about different disciplines and incorporate them into different projects. Um, I think most of all, I'm a storyteller. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. the most important form of dialogue that we can have as humans. And so I'm really proud to be able to carry on some of the traditions from the past into the future and make them relevant today. Oh, is there like a particular traditional, uh, anything you're more drawn to? I love fairy tales, but I love them if they're like the original origin point versus kind of modernized fairy tales. Um, I, um, I'm Native American, so I had a great storyteller growing up named Greyhawk when I was younger, um, and he was Ojibwa, and he told me all sorts of different stories from the tribe, and so um, I'm now working on um, some paintings of some Native American storytelling. Oh. I do German storytelling. I mean, I just love the idea of myths and fairy tales and surrealism and how reality and the dimension unknown intercept each other. That's why I love you. And, I mean, for anyone who's ever seen your art, you definitely have, a lot of it has a very spiritual connection to it. As we're sitting here wearing earrings with ghosties on it that you made kind of thing. I have a ghostie art piece over there from you. So do you think that a lot of your spirituality goes into... Your artwork, it really seems to translate a lot. I mean, I feel since I'm Native American and my dad was kind of my only parent who was involved in my life from a myriad of different reasons, (laughs) um, he really taught me to look out for spirit, to listen to spirit, to listen to my ancestors and to follow the paths that they were leading me on. I think the universe is divine in a way, and it will definitely lead us to where we need to be going as artists and people. And so if we can listen closely enough and follow our intuition and also be helpful while doing so, then it'll lead us to our greatest, you know, place of being as individuals. Oh, my God, I love you. Um, So we, God, how long have we been friends now? We've been friends for a few I would say from somewhere between six or five years. Yeah. Maybe four. But I feel like it, I feel like you're an old soul and I'm an old soul, so I feel like we've known each other for decades. That's probably that's probably accurate, let's be honest. Yes. But, <laughs> uh, I feel like one of the things we really bonded over was, you know, witchcraft, spirits, all that fun stuff. And now that we're both here at the MAC, you're up front with the store and I have my little very dirty studio at the moment um we have definitely encountered spirits not necessarily together but we we have a very familiar spirit in the mac yes absolutely i think his name is fred um he's definitely a male definitely male i would say like 45 is usually the thing 
Um, the weird thing is, ooh, I just got goosebumps, but since quarantine has been happening, I haven't felt Fred around, even though I have a feeling he's, like, sitting right here on this little Right? We said his, now. it's like Beetlejuice. He's we like said here. his name too many times. Yes. Um, but he usually haunts the bathroom that's closest to my store, front right bathroom. Oh, yeah, your leg did just erupt erupt in goosebumps yeah like God i mean damn. I seriously like he i talked about him and he came for a little visit and i finally i mean like that nothing oh could my cause that. like that's no. nuts how many goosebumps i have on my my leg looks like chicken skin right now yeah. ladies and gentlemen wow um so yeah so i feel like he hangs out um i also feel like even though it's funny because this building is newer than the other building that the mm-hmm. manitou art center owns but I feel like I've had more encounters here working late at night than I have working late at night in the other building. I completely agree. So I think that that's really interesting because I think the other building is older. And so I feel like usually they'd be drawn more to a space like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have been here late at night, like laser cutting, trying to get like my Baba Yaga piece done, you know. You have to give and, me pictures of that for the Instagram because okay. it's so pretty. It's my, I think it's still one of my favorite things you've ever made. Thank you. Yeah, so, but, and I'll hear something. I've heard a lady's voice before calling mm-hmm. names um, or not even calling names. It's almost like she's like singing a song, but yes. a really old song. And so I have come out to check because one time I thought it was you. Yes, because I did the same up. thing. I thought it was you and we scared the shit out of each other. Yes, yes. yes. So, you know, like, I think that... I forgot about that completely. Yeah, so there's something there's something magic that happens here at the Art Center yes. that I think half of the studio people are completely unaware of and then the other half of are so on board and want to do a ghost hunt here. So I really hope once all this, you know, craziness of 2020 ends... We are able to do a late night podcast ghost hunt. I am planning it because we've been, t- you, me, and Laura have been talking about it since we really all were like, hey, you know. Hey, do you ever use the bathroom on the right hand <laughs> yeah, side? Yeah, you know, that was, that's, that's how that started. Was it like, probably hey, did. Is there a reason you don't go into that bathroom? Because I definitely feel like it's haunted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, even Joe, my old shop mate, who was kind of anti really any of that she wasn't sure about the witchiness she was you know she just wasn't used to it i should say she wasn't anti any of it she just wasn't versed in it yeah and no she that was one of those things she she came back i remember her asking me going hey do you know anything about that front bathroom like don't use it ever Yeah. yeah ever don't go in there and it's definitely women that complain about it yeah, exactly. I know there's like um, a tradition of wheelers and uh, one of the artists here put a portrait of a wheeler in there. And I think the second that that went up, I said Fred. And that was the first time his oh, name had come to me. How funny. Um, but I don't think he's a wheeler. So I don't think he's Fred Wheeler, which is funny because that's my mom's maiden name. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird connection. But it was a really weird moment that I had there in the bathroom, you know, and I'm sure it was like a situation where I just ran in and went in it because purposely I avoid that bathroom. Oh yeah. Like, I do not go in there. I'll go next door. I hands in there the other day and I was like, you're washing your hands no. in here. I but again, I don't think males have that same sense. No, Jordan's um, never had an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely like someone who is provoked by ladies being yes. around. I definitely so. agree. Cause it always makes me happy that you say Fred. Cause I, 
my impression was an F. And I just guessed Frank, because all I got was an F. And yeah. the F sound. Yes. So when you said Fred, I was like, ah, oh, crap, I'm not crazy this time. Yeah, and he's, he's <laughs> back. He just came to yeah. say hello again. I, I'm not getting it anywhere near <laughs> as bad as you are. Now it could be just like, yeah. I'm seeing you do it, so I'm not even going to pay attention to mine. <laughs> I've had only one experience in the building next door. Apparently, this podcast is going to be about the MAC. But um, uh, next door, I was bartending after a wedding one night. And I heard horses. And it it made no sense. It was like, suddenly, I was in a stable. You could just hear it full volume. It was loud. You could hear, like, hoofs on the ground and winning and all of it. And I'm like, what in the hell? And I think it was like a bike uh, exhibit when I used to be um, still a gallery and not the makerspace. And it was just so weird. Cause, like walking down the hallway, you could hear it. You could hear the, the steps, all of it. And as soon as I put my hand on, my, on that door to open it, it was gone. So it's really funny because a lot of times I see um, different things in my, I guess I would call it my imagination. It's your third eye kind of it thing. It is. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. my third eye. And that's how I am. I chose a little while ago I was just gonna like let it out like spirit vomit whenever I saw something that was really impactful I would just say what it was I saw so when you were just saying that I honestly saw old chariots with horses attached picking up milk from the front part of that building in my head like live as day I just saw that image in my head and then pulling up to two wood doors, kind of like where the cutoff is for the makers. Yeah, yeah. Those were like these big wood panels instead. And they were backed up to that, loading milk into the back with the horses in front, like, ready to go. Hmm. Well, so, it was that was the livery stable yeah, over there. Yeah, so I mean, I think so that, it, that kind of makes sense. There's yeah. like a weird connection there as well. I, so. think, I think my experience was definitely residual. But it was just so... It was just one of those weird, like, I had to go in and make sure none of the gallery pieces made noise, even though they were all about bicycles. And I think there was one with an image, like a video thing, but it it was like scenery. It had nothing to do with horses. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done for now. <laughs> I'm calling it. But yeah, like over here, definitely there has been... I can't believe I completely forgot about the woman's voice um, and us scaring the shit out of each other. Uh, definitely footsteps. Footsteps are yes. very apparent. Um, I know there's been times where I've come out and have heard footsteps and then run into, like, you and John and scare the crap out yes, of myself. Yes, yes. We have scared <laughs> each other as both being late-night workers yes. in the art center. We have definitely had some run-ins in the hallway that were yes. unprovoked and, you know, terrified us both a little. Uh, there was one time I thought I was going to give John a heart attack because he didn't know I was coming down because I was having anxiety that I left my heater on. And I came down at, like, 2 a.m. and he was laser-cutting. And I came in and he couldn't tell it was me because it was a snowstorm and I had my big coat on and... It was like a that. scene out of the thing kind of thing yes. coming through the snow. Yes. And he was just like, what the hell? <laughs> Why are you here? Sorry. I love that. <laughs> but great. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just our little, our little piece. Have you, I mean, you're always spiritually connected, I feel. Like, do you have any other experiences around here? 
like that, you think? So I don't know if I have so many um, more in Manitou. I can definitely tell you uh, I saw an old vintage lady in the Briarhurst once. Nice. And I kept just driving, looping back around like the loop. It like goes in a circle around the castle. And so I kept like trying to see her again in the window, but she never came back. And I, when I was listening to your podcast, you just did. I'd like thought of that. Which one? On the castle. Oh, on Miramont? Yeah. What do I call it? Briarhurst? Yeah. Oh, weird. No, I meant Miramont. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. I think that means we have to go to the Briarhurst. I know. I was like, hmm, Freudian slip maybe or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so I definitely had that, um. I definitely have had a lot of, like, being followed late at night in Manitou, those types of feelings. Um, but I do also feel, like, for some reason that Manitou is, like, a very peaceful place for spirits. Yeah. And so I don't feel like a lot of them are, like, evil or benev- benevolent. No. Blah, 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 blah. Benevolent. Benevolent. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. So I think that, you know, like... That they're, like, good spirits most of the time. So, but I also think that, like, my spirituality was something that um, I have always had and been raised that way. But um, for a long time, I avoided it and tried not to confront it or almost pretend that it didn't exist. But then I would have really spot-on, accurate things happen that when researched were proven to be 100% correct and credible. So then that kind of, like... Made me realize, okay, maybe there's something more to this. Hmm. So, and I was always like scared of the occult, and then I made my own tarot deck, and now I feel like the readings I give are really, really accurate for some reason. But I think it's partly the power of me creating the deck, and then also this weird connection with spirit that I have that I still don't quite understand, but just go with. I, I think that's a good way to do it. Because for a lot of people that don't know about Manitou, um, it is, it's a, weird little place a lot of people feel like there's like a vortex here for sure um traditionally we um we are a part of the uh ute trail and um the utes would never actually camp in um manitou they would camp on the outskirts because this was up in the hills yeah this would be the this was where the spirits were like they would come in they would do burials that sort of thing yeah they would come for the water and then they would go and this, this was very sacred all in here and now you have a bunch of houses and all this but it's still a uh spiritually charged area for sure i know in our old apartment we definitely had it was like a causeway. There was always spirits coming and going all the time. I think we had one that stuck out uh, through the like the five years we were there. Hmm. But yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting living in a place like that that, you know, that totally just reminded me of this other story and I'm totally going to go really off track, but there's supposedly a rainbow vortex in Black Forest. What? So... There's a house, there's like an old Unsolved Mysteries or something like that about it. Go find it on YouTube. It was great. (laughs) So we, we, I watched this ghost documentary and my brother who is like usually like my sidekick when haunting, hunting, uh, we decided to go and find the Rainbow Vortex house in Black Forest and we get there and you would know you were there because there's like the big tree that was like turned upside down 
in the middle. So we find this big giant tree that has been literally like looks like like its roots are exposed. And we start poking around and all of a sudden the people who own the house begin to chase us. Oh god. And they actually drove us out of town. And it's one of the multiple times in my life I've had the experience of having guns pulled on me. Oh Jesus. I never found never found the rainbow vortex. Really. Uh probably a good thing. Yeah. At that point to turn around and leave that one. Yes, absolutely. Oh my um how old were you guys? I think that we, I was maybe, I think I was probably in college, so I would say like 90. <laughs> old yeah. enough to know better. Yeah, old enough to know better. <laughs> also, we never thought that like somebody would, like that it was somebody's house. And even though like, oh. the documentary was like somebody lives here, we thought they would have moved on. We didn't oh, think that no. people would still live there with that kind of energy going on. So I think it really took us by surprise that people were inhabiting the Rainbow Vortex house. I'm going to have to go find this now because that sounds entertaining. Just be careful. Well, oh, I mean, I was going to go find the episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> oh, okay. Not drive yeah, no, no, no. to find the no. Rainbow Vortex. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay, good call. Yeah, good would call. not do that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I know we've talked ghosts forever. What are some of your favorite haunting experiences or ghosty experiences so, or paranormal or whatever? I've had a lot. I definitely... Um, in the Broadmoor, I've had a couple of really unique experiences. Uh, the first house that we had was on Cresser Road, and there was definitely, there was an old barn out back. There was huge energy there um, that's undescribable still. Hmm. So I also, um, my friend invited me over to sage his house, and he lived in the Broadmoor. And while we were saging the house, we found a panel that could that popped out of his wall. Oh, which led to tunnels which went under the Broadmoor and we got to the end of the, like I'm getting goosebumps, but we got to the end of the tunnel and there was an axe leaning against the wall and I got one of the worst feelings ever and I just like backed out and ran out of there. I like was carrying the sage in my hand still and I just remember like booking it out of there with the sage in my hand and being like Forget this. this I can see insane. you doing it, and it's hilarious. Yeah. So, but it's so scary. But yeah, and I always wanted to go back there, and after that, he never called me again. So that was the <laughs> only time, like not the only time I had contact. I was friends with him for years, but after that wow. shared experience, he was unable to contact me again. So I don't know if I just like really, you know, spooky girls do it better. So I don't know if I really creeped him out or what, but something definitely happened there. Um, I had Weird. a really crazy experience at the Stanley Hotel uh, um, with overheating. That's one of the most... Oh, I hate haunted. the overheating. Yeah, thing. yeah. Oh. Where you're just like... And when it was first happening, I just thought I was hot. Yeah. But it was winter in Colorado, and I'm sitting there taking off all of my clothing. Um, that was still like... It was an amazing trip still because I had just done a series on The Shining and the conspiracy theories that follow it around. Yes. I remember those. Those were amazing. Yeah. I made a, a book about it. And so I got to sit there in the grand hallway and I read my book to all the ghosts and I still just am really in Ooh. love with the idea of getting to do that. Yes. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. I'll have to... I'll, maybe that can be my picture for the podcast. We've been trying to think of brainstorming pictures that, that we should use. Yes. I love that. That's, I mean, either way, you have to send that picture because that's, oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, I just, I feel like spirit's always close to me. I've had a lot of friends pass away when somebody passes away in my life, especially if it's early. Like, I don't, 
I paint the dead, but I don't paint the dead if they die of natural causes or it feels like the end of their life cycle. I only paint them when I feel like life was taken away from them unjustly or unfairly. Oh. But I probably have a collection of close to 20 paintings now of my friends that line uh, my room. And I also have them on a little pegboard in my studio. So my ghosties are always hanging out with me and are close to me. How did I not know that? I'm not sure. Oh, wow. It's weird that you don't know that. I know. I'm like, after, <laughs> I'm like, how did I not know this? Um, but, I mean, that that's so... That's that's so beautiful. I mean, I I feel like I understand, but just in case, why why only those that passed on too soon? Just in case. I think because of the void that they leave in the world as well as in my own life, um, it's a way for me to process their death and heal in a better way than some of the ways maybe I chose to heal in my past, mm. as well as a way to honor them. And... By painting them, I'm immortalizing them and ensuring that they'll always be around me, even though they're gone. I'm gonna cry. That that's just—it's painfully beautiful. Sad, but painfully beautiful. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of my haunted life podcast. You are one wonderful spooky, sexy person. I appreciate you so. A big thank you to Katie Orr for being a part of the show today. You can find Jibwa on Facebook under Jibwa Open Studio and Gifts. Katie is also launching a new website soon, so definitely keep an eye out for that. If you like the show, please rate and review me on your favorite podcast apps. It goes a long way to helping other people find me. I also have a Facebook group that I'm pretty regularly on. Also, I have a Patreon. If you really want to help support the show and help me decide on future episodes. And now, you'll be able to watch Ghost Hunts. If you want to see the video of Katie's interview and watch us get goosebumps and have weird experiences in my studio, here's your chance. Hop over to the Patreon and check it out. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful, productive week, and I will see you next time on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye! soundtrack so let's keep talking we're gonna see okay. how it goes okay check 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 okay um